Father, what was the Game Central podcast? You don't want to know about that song. They were awful. Father, please. Enough! Son, why do you persist? They played games, but not of thrones. There were three of them at war, with each other on a weekly basis. Fair of skin and bald of head was Don Goss, master of women and leader of men. He resided in the south and only had eyes for one lady, and one lady only. It has been said that his love smothered her. After his wife's death, he was offered a 14-year-old girl to marry from a nobleman. But Don said, no, never. She's way too old. Then there was Gareth Snow, the bastard from the north. Hairy of head, hairy of face. He had an animalistic quality to him. He would walk into his local tavern and demand the cheapest steak in town and tear it apart while screaming at his wife. He also kept many slaves and would have them carry his collection of novelty t-shirts to whatever part of town he visited for steak. And finally there was Rob Walker, a vicious and bitter man. He was the way because he renounced sex to keep watch at the wall. But he didn't last long as they didn't have power for his Xbox. He was soon shot as a deserter. Welcome to the Game Set Podcast. How you been this week, Gareth? Uh, I've been alright. Good, mate. How you doing? You've been watching Game of Thrones Season 5? It's not out yet. Exactly, so I very much doubt that you have been. Don, have you watched any Game of Thrones whatsoever? No. No? Well, you don't know what you're missing, my friend. Get on now, oh. which is only £6.99 a month. <laughs> you can join in with everyone else and watching this super pub season uh so anyway gareth sorry about that but we are now sponsored by game of thrones oh wow which is absolutely fantastic that's amazing they must somehow be able to see the top 201 podcasts on itunes and the scene 301 gareth 300 uh yep, yeah that's what i meant uh, don't tell me it's uh top 200 because that would just be a lie how have you been this week gareth <laughs> i'm all right you're all right nice. been up yeah. too much uh, Playing some games. What games? Well, we'll get to that, won't we? Exactly. I know it. I know it. And Don Goss, <laughs> what have you been up to this week? <laughs> uh, I've, yeah, a bit of working, a bit of playing. Oh, yes. But all work, no play. Makes you know Don what they a dull say? Boy. It does make Don a dull boy. So I guess <laughs> you've been working too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is true. I have Thank done you. some gaming this week. Yeah, nice. That's very good. And hopefully you'll tell us about it in the bit at the end that we like to call what have we been playing. But what, what playing? are we going to be talking about now? How much are we getting paid, by the way, for uh, this Game of Thrones sponsorship deal? Uh, nothing. It's just to basically help. Nothing. Can I, can I at least like get a DVD box set or something? Because I've not even seen the show. No, no. You get um, Now TV, six ninety nine a month, then uh, unsubscribe after a month. <laughs> yeah, I won't have watched it in a month. And I've got Netflix and I can't be bothered to buy another thing. I've got enough. I, yeah, well, you know, each to their own, Don. Yeah, you probably, probably should have done a better deal, to be honest. Don't tell anybody I, I told you this, but the internet has a lot of things for free. Gareth, really? don't, what? I'm don't just, start doing all that. I'm just saying, if, if funny, you I... looked on the internet for free Game of Thrones, you would probably find it. 
you probably find, in fact, more downloads than any other TV show in history. I think you probably would. That probably yeah. tells you that you could probably get it for free. If you oh, so we're being sponsored by Game of Thrones this week, but we're telling everyone to download <laughs> it for free. Well done, guys. Well, if they're not going to pay us, then, uh, you know, I'm going to stitch them up. Probably also tells you that this, uh, you know, piracy is killing thing. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it is bullshit. Because uh, the most downloaded show ever is now on its fifth series, you know. So, what does that tell you? Tell you're me. being lied Talking to. Talking of piracy, today I watched Captain Phillips. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was a very Subtle. good film. So, thank you. Was it? But we're not. This isn't Lights Camera Banter, the Lights, short-lived banter series action. that you two gave up. Sorry, uh, this is Central. Sorry, just to yeah. Sorry, just sorry. Another film that has nothing to do with the podcast all, but I watched Get Hard yesterday. The new Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart movie. Okay, and did you enjoy it, or was it trash? Oh, it was. Uh, it was trash, but my girlfriend yeah. laughed her tits off at it. She thought it was great. Is it making you sort of reconsider your relationship? Uh, no. Well, you know when you think someone's on your level, and then they just do something that's a bit weird, and you sort of <laughs> like, oh, actually. Yeah, if, if I pull at that thread, then I, I've got no hope to be honest. So that's yeah. Well, you know, you get what I you give. I gloss over that with, uh, with you know. Yeah. She's a girlfriend at the end of the day, Don. Yeah, if I let her start analysing our relationship, then it's it's all over, so. As long as you know that you're more intelligent than her, the man will always feel <laughs> happier, won't he? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, my girlfriend earns more money than me at the moment, and, you know, to some men that would make them feel weak and insecure. But not but me. Know. No, because you yeah. know that you get more time to play games. So who's the real loser here? Me, that's who, because I've got a fucking stupid job. Don, uh, Don this, yes. I know this seems to be going off completely. This is more <laughs> like just some people talking now. Um, but I, I've, I've got a new job, a little part-time job. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you going for the ad. The, uh... No, don't tell people, because I think I'm a loser. Um, I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning for a 6am start. I know. Really? What? My God, man. Okay. I go to bed after Not that. Not yeah. During the week, so... Already, hell. When the next bit comes on, it's going to be a bit of a jingle, and then you're going to hear the news. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Before that, we have Don's Hot Goss Ip. Oh, yeah. So, Don! <laughs> <laughs> Don, you, you absolute trifle. What is the cock gossip this week? You know, we have that sexy pulsating sort of 80s porno music in the background. Everyone is fit to burst. We're ready to hear about it. Is it a new Mortal Kombat character? Is it something else completely different? We don't know. But the person who does know is Don, because his name is Don Gossip. Oh, yeah. There's uh, there's definitely some, some, some gossip happening. Oh, yes. What is it this week, Don? Oh, oh it's, uh, it's, it's, it's international gossip. Uh, international, so yeah, all around the world. Yeah, if, uh, you... you uh, gossip has it that uh, if you have an Xbox One, yeah. uh, you can now use it to uh, learn other languages. That is... Absolutely fantastic, and that's really international, isn't it? Gareth, I'll tell you a bit of a plot flaw that I saw in uh, Game of Thrones, and this won't spoil it for anyone that doesn't want to see it. Uh, No, that (laughs) does want to see it. Um, You know when Daenerys Stormborn goes into that slave uh, sort of town, and it says, kill the masters? 
They talk a completely different dialect, a different language. But it says kill the masters plainly in English. What, you mean in the subtitles? Yeah, no, because they're talking, aren't they, amongst themselves, the slaves. And then Grey Worm comes in to talk to them. And then he he um, he persuades them to kill the masters. And on the wall, written in blood, or red, it says, kill the masters. But seeming as they don't speak English, surely they wouldn't understand what that said. Slaves come from many walks of life. Some are but imported. Some are he born. He would know all about that, wouldn't you, Gareth? <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, Gareth, right, is if I, I wrote something awful about your mum in German on your front room wall, you wouldn't know what the hell was going on. Well, I took German in high school, so I might know. I might get the gist. What was his name? What? You said you took German. As in, like, you took a German. <laughs> a bit like Fritzl. Yeah, Hans Fritzl. What a fantastic way of showing how to form a family unit. Yeah, that guy really believed in family. He did. Really, really, he really did. Lovely little dungeon. No, <laughs> they didn't have to go to work. They didn't have to do chores. They just stayed in there and gave birth. And it was an absolutely horrific time of their lives. But that's not the hot gossip. Uh, the hot gossip has just been told. Yeah, you can now learn foreign languages via Xbox One. How? Um, How? By, yeah, yeah, by, by, by going on it. And um, it This will, sounds to me like you little, don't know. Don. There's a yeah. little, um, little bit of software on there, probably, probably run by those Rosetta Stone people because they do all the language stuff on everything ever. Okay, so on to the actual news. Uh, breaking news is that Downton Abbey will end after six series, it is confirmed. But below that, uh, Google to launch Twitch rival YouTube Live at E3. Now, if you don't know what um, Twitch is, it's basically a sort of live streaming service where you can watch people in dingy little rooms, uh, poorly lit, with a horrible unmade bed behind them, play games um, whilst thinking that they're more important than the game you actually want to look at. They think that you want to actually hear their opinions on things, they think they're a celebrity, uh, and they think that the people watching them are actual fans. Some of them even have a big enough ego to have a counter appear on the screen to tell them how many uh, sort of followers they're getting every day. And it's also a futuristic form of begging, where you beg people for money. Um, but, you know, other than that, it's fine. Uh, you, it's going to see rise <laughs> yeah. to celebrities, uh, but... Google are set to launch a rival to Twitch uh, at YouTube live at E3. So, Don, do we need another gaming streaming site? And, you know, I mean, is it that important that people watch people play things live? You know, we've got all this. We've got Let's Play. We've got more structured videos, which I, I, I tend to enjoy more than people just doing it live. I prefer it when it's edited. It's got a bit of humor in there rather than sitting there watching someone hours on end. Well, it's good to watch people play live for certain things, like mm. uh, speedrun challenges. Gareth, yeah, Gareth speedrunning his way through bronze. Yeah, <laughs> all um, the way through it. <laughs> 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 um, 
but uh, do we need? I mean, YouTube already does parts this as well. You know, quite often there's uh, there's uh, simulcasts on YouTube as there is on like the Nintendo Direct and the E3 and stuff like that. They already did that um, last year. Uh, so I guess they're just officializing what they're already doing. Do they need? Do we need another one of these yeah. services? We've got UStream, we've got Twitch. Do we need a third one? Well, it's Google. Know they've got a massive, gigantic, huge, fucking gigantic, massive Googleness. Yeah. Uh, whatever the word is of uh, followers and people, you know, there's millions of people watching gaming channels already on YouTube. So they're just tapping into that market to make themselves even more money and stop people leaving YouTube at any point in their life. Yeah. Um, so they're permanently on there. They don't leave to go to Twitch or Ustream or whatever. Do you know what um, I think is so... absolutely amazing? We can watch PewDiePie 24-7. Oh, my God. I've literally never <laughs> watched one of his fucking shows. I hate yeah. him without even having to watch one of his entire fucking shows. Well, there you go. That's a perfectly... Just comes across as an utter feeling. dick. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just Google grabbing the, uh, the zeitgeist, um, albeit a couple of years too late. After everybody else, but uh, no doubt they'll, you know, they know they've done the numbers. They know it's going to be worth it for them. They'll make a shitload more advertising revenue, Fantastic. and uh, it might cannibalise Twitch's um, users a little bit, especially as Twitch just this week lost, well, got hacked and everybody's fucking passwords got oh, just given away, and they had to reset absolutely every single account. So okay. that uh, has probably fucked their confidence a little bit in some well, people. Well, I hope but, so. Uh, I hope so. These things are only fads at the end, mm. and YouTube will crush them. They should have sold it when they had the chance. <laughs> um, Nintendo, Dr. Gareth, you said you didn't want to be asked. Yeah. But you said you didn't want to be asked your opinion. No. On the I said you always come to me first. Well, I'll come to you fourth. <laughs> All right. Nintendo has addressed reports about the rumoured live-action series based on The Legend of Zelda. Uh, now, Satoru Iwata, if that's how you say it, has said that it's not based on correct information. Um, this seems a bit confusing to me. Johnny, uh, the third-place person in the pod... Uh, fourth place, sorry. As of now, I have nothing new to say with you in regard of use with our IPs for any TV shows. Is this a malicious rumour? Have people got their wires crossed, Gareth? What is going on? Well, my personal guess is that somebody came to Netflix with a pitch that was, I want to make a Zelda live-action kids TV and show. actually in that way? Probably. You don't want to do that while pitching <laughs> for something, do you? No. But, no. you know, without actually getting, like, clearance from Nintendo, just assuming if Netflix say yes, then we can go to Nintendo and sort it out. And somebody at Netflix just said... Oh my god, Legend of Zelda TV show! Again, that's how people talk. Um, and then wires yeah. got crossed, people got confused, and I mean, if it were to say no, then that basically shuts it down, right? Yeah. Well, there you go, Gareth. And thanks um, for that. Because this is a <laughs> stupid idea, whoever came up with it in the first place. Oh yeah, it was yeah, absolutely well, terrible. It's, yeah. it's brushed under the carpet now. Yeah. Um, in our weekly roundup of Oh, excuse me, can I make HD collection, mate? Uh, is Batman Arkham Collection, rumoured for PS4 and Xbox One, and God of War 3 Remastered coming to PS4 in July. We say we say this every week, why? But they seem to be selling, otherwise people wouldn't be making them. Because no one else has got anything else to buy. I mean, no. I've picked up Bloodborne this week, the only new new game out on the PS4 for months. Yeah. And um, so, but 
Yeah, people have almost been forced to buy these remakes because there's literally naff all else to choose from. Or you could wait uh, for PlayStation 5 and buy a Bloodborne HD remaster. (laughs) An extra Super (laughs) HD 4K remaster. Yeah, that is definitely going to happen next gen. Yeah, we will. Yep. But yeah, that's that's literally the only reason people are spreading the cost still. They're they're still trying to support four formats. They're still trying, you know, for Xbox 360 and PS3 as well as... Xbox One and PS4, and, and they're realising that they can't do it quick enough to make enough money, so they're porting across all last-gen stuff to uh, fill in the gap. Well, but God of War makes a bit more sense, right, though, because it's the God of War 10-year anniversary and stuff. Yeah. So it's I mean, still it'd be nice if they'd have batched it in with, you know, God of War 1 and 2 as well. And yeah, maybe but that would have been a load more work. And that would yeah. have been HD, HD, HD remaster. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been an actual, a decent 10th anniversary um, you know, package. Yeah, I, I think as well, like, because so many people uh, sort of jumped ship to PlayStation consoles this generation. Yeah, that's yeah. the other problem. This will be their first chance at God of War, so this will probably actually do pretty well. Like you, Don. Yeah, I think Coming so. to PlayStation 4, you'll... Well, I had PlayStation 2, so I played God of War 1 and 2. I bet I missed God of War 3. Well, there you go! So, yes, I could pick this up, but... You are again, the person I... they're making this for, Don. Just that's you. True. That's true, but then again, I'm not that interested in it because oh. Bayonetta 2 and <laughs> um, Devil May Cry remake, basically the same sort of game. So uh, Less boobs, though. That's <laughs> more anger, less boobs. Um, <laughs> well, Don, I, I'll have to uh, disagree with you there. Um, if we say um, Bayonetta 2 is hardcore, we're talking women and dogs, we're talking <laughs> men and sheep, and we're talking women and horses. And then uh, Devil May Cry is kind of, you know, sort of a bit kinky, whips, stuff. Nothing that will make you feel sick, but still it's quite <laughs> it's quite painful. And God of War 3 is more like softcore, where you can't really see it going in because it's blurred out. Is it? <laughs> yeah, very much so. There's some pretty brutal stuff that happens in God of War. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the uh, breasts and stuff, Gareth. You got me wrong. I'm talking about the gameplay and the precision required. Oh, okay. <clears throat> not content, but no. Uh, God of War. I mean, especially the Blades of Chaos. It's kind of um, a weapon that spreads across the screen, so you don't have to be very uh, accurate. It's not precision-based gaming, is it? True. Sure. They are fun and... games, though. God of War One and Two. They are fun. We're don't get me fun. wrong. Yeah, but I, I think by the time I played the first two, I was like, am I that fussed about the third one? No, was my answer to that. So I, I remember playing God of War 3. Can I tell you about it, Dom? Of course you can. So um, <clears throat> when I played it originally, I got home, uh, put it in the PlayStation 3, and after installing, um, you fight on the back of this kind of massive creature, and every now and then the, the camera would zoom out, and you'd just be fighting all of these kind of skeletons on top of this water beast. Now, I think it was some form of Hydra, but you were fighting atop its head. And you were like, wow, this really is next generation. And it was such an epic opening that the rest of the game kind of... It felt like the ending of the game rather than the beginning. Yeah. And the, the rest of the game feels like a kind of... It can't ever live up to that first moment. Mm-hmm. So the the first moment is absolutely brilliant from a visual standpoint and technologically, but um, I didn't. I don't even think I completed it in the end. 
because it, it kind of it just blows its load in that first few minutes. <laughs> yeah, the first few games did a similar thing. They opened with these big, especially the first one. Everyone was like, "This is a brilliant opening." That three-headed beast on the ship at the beginning. Yeah, you go in there. The first thing you're doing is there's no bothering to level up for ages and fight loads yeah. of boring little minions until you get to a boss. You're straight in with a massive boss fight straight away. You're like, this is brilliant. Mm. This is what I want to be doing during the whole entire game. It's excellent. Can I ask you a personal question, Don? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, are you one of these people that saved up the red orbs and then um, used them as a sort of a big splurge all at once? Or was you someone that spent their orbs every time they came across a levelling up opportunity? Yeah, I just I levelled up as I went along. I didn't mm. save them up. Because I always do that in games. It's strange. Even stuff like Dying Light recently, when you get enough um, experience point, it says you can now upgrade one perk, two perk, three perks. And I'd kinda, I kind of let them stack up. Same as in uh, Borderlands. You know that, Gareth, mm-hmm. where you know, you know you've got a perk available to upgrade, but I'll wait till I get three or four. Oh. It's just I'm a really strange guy. Um, Batman Arkham Knight delayed by three weeks because... They were upset by what Gareth said about them. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, Gareth. You're not that important. They no. said they hate to make compromises, but Gareth, let's be honest, dear. What can you do in three weeks? Yeah, that's kind of the uh, the thing, isn't it? My my guess is they didn't want to launch with like a twenty gigabyte patch. Yeah, which is probably. I mean, it's it, par for the course nowadays, but uh, yeah. probably something they didn't want to do if they could avoid it. Because um, it yeah. is three weeks is only enough time to tweak. It's not enough time to like make major additions, and it's stuff like um, I don't think I put it in the news, but like Bloodborne, all the like preview copies have horrendous load times. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, um, I've seen that. Yeah, like a day one patch for Bloodborne is like reduces load times. So. It's stuff like that that like is just getting pushed out on launch day for a lot of games. They probably just want to make yeah. sure the game's done and ready and everything's on the disc. Um, mm. that, that everything that's in this uh, substandard game is on the disc. Oh. When it, <laughs> they want to make sure it's purely substandard. Yeah. They, they just and wanna... you know, they don't want to make a brilliant game and then have to add patches to remove great stuff <laughs> uh, to make it substandard <laughs> when it is launched. Exactly. That'd be ridiculous. Um Xbox with gold offering six free games in April. Now, it could be an April Fool's joke. Uh, it wouldn't be a very funny one if it was. But uh, if you've got an Xbox One, you've just bought yourself a next-generation console and you've got no games to play, you could be in April playing Pool Nation FX and Child of Light. Now, if there's two games that are going to make you feel, wow, <laughs> I've really entered the next generation here, it's those two, isn't it? What an absolute brilliant shitty end of the stick for those next generation <laughs> console owners. Cool Nation uh, FX. Cool Nation FX. Oh, oh, yes. Meanwhile, Xbox 360 subscribers get Gears of War Judgment. I don't. Ter- Terraria. I've Terraria. Never to say that. Terraria, sorry. Oh, it's an indie game. Um, Assassin's Creed 4 and Army of Two The Devil's Cartel which I never played myself because it got such middling reviews. Mm. So, <clears throat> anything there that makes you want to kind of... Have you got uh, get on your Xbox 360 there, Gareth? Gears of War Judgment could be cool. Yeah, it's actually a, a, quite a good game. Yeah, I heard. Very underrated for me. I think I rented it and then never got round to playing it. I think it came That's out weird. at the same Why time. Why would you even else? do that? <laughs> Can you just know. talk us through that? 
Um, I, I imagine I probably rented it at the same time something else came out that would have taken my attention. Okay. And was that a kind of, was it a monthly subscription thing or a blockbuster? I uh, used to, yeah, Love Film used to be really good for game rentals, but then obviously they went uh, away from that, which was a shame. Okay. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Terraria is pretty good. It's like, it's basically 2D Minecraft. Okay. Uh, so that's fine. And Assassin's Creed 4, we all know what that is. Yeah. Part of shit. <laughs> Gareth, stop being rude. Right, Borderlands. <laughs> the hand- Borderlands. Oh, oh, Gareth, do you want to reply to that with an equally witty comeback? Uh, suck my dick. Woodland, <laughs> <There you laughs> uh, the handsome collection, launches with large day one patch. Oh, Gareth, this is what we were talking about before, wasn't it? 16 yeah. gigabyte day one patch. Oh, Fuck off. I know, that's you tell In fairness, that's only on the Xbox One. The PS4 version has a tiny little 8.3 gigabyte patch. Jesus yeah. Christ, what is going on? <laughs> Are they sending out blank discs? I'm sure that's what's happening these days. They're I sending out a so. blank disc. It just has a code on it that the PS4 or Xbox reads and goes, yeah, you can have this game, and then downloads the entire fucking thing. Can't be right. Well, it's because there's so much content. They you, can can... Fit, you can fit 50 gigs on a Blu-ray. So, yeah. how? I mean... Fucking hell. There's not enough. Go on, Don, you tell not Jesus. Room. Jesus, Jesus. There's so much in the Hanson collection, they can't fit it all on a massive Blu-ray. Fucking hell. So if, if when this game is fully installed, there's anything less than 66 gigs taken up on your hard drive, you are being taken for a mug. Yeah. That's all okay, I'm saying. Can I ask you a personal question this you, time? You can ask me a question. Um, <laughs> can I carry over my character data for... Um... The expansion pack. What? <laughs> the, uh, you know, the one you played that weren't as good as the actual game, but you still enjoyed it anyway. Why has my brain gone absolutely. Prequel? That's the one. Uh, no, that's that's a brand new game. You Four new classes, you can't play as any of the old characters, you gotta start a new it's one. Free uh, multiplayer around me, Halo Online and announced for PC. Is this one of those ones that are starting in China where no one else can play? Oh, exclusively later in Russia. Oh, Gareth, yeah. talk to me about this, please. Uh, we never get this sort of stuff, do we? No. Weirdly, it's always China and Russia that are yeah. getting all the fake games. <laughs> it's not fake, Gareth. It's kind of a... Is it a cut-down cut version? Well, hey, this, this is a quote. And it's a weird quote. Tell me what you think about this quote. We're excited to release a Halo multiplayer-only PC experience tailored for Russian gamers. That's a bit Uh, racist. That means means the Spartans have been replaced by Chechens and Ukrainians. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's not red versus blue, it's Russia versus Ukraine. Red always wins. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Blue team cannot possibly win, it's just... (laughs) Their weapons don't it just any... comes up at the end. <laughs> I'll pick blue team. Blue team cannot win. Red team win. And that's all it. Their, all their weapons are set to do like 1% damage. And they just yeah. can't ever win. Master Chief's oh. real name is changed to Putin. That's yeah. right as well, Gareth. Um, <laughs> but that's a dictatorship, isn't it? <laughs> Steven Spielberg to direct new sci-fi adaption Ready Player One. Um, well, 
you know, they say this a lot. Steven Spielberg was supposed to do something a few years ago with Microsoft. You know, Peter Jackson was supposed to be directing a Halo movie. Um, but they don't ever end up doing it, do they? No. Some, sometimes they do. Sooner or later they realise the money's... Yeah, quite what tell wanted. me when they do something, Gareth. Well, what about when Steven Spielberg made Boom Blocks for the Wii? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what about that? That was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> it was alright. What's wrong with boom blocks? It was just Jenga. That was it. Literally, it was Jenga. Yeah. yeah. And you're worked. telling me that Steven Spielberg used all of his creativity and creative <laughs> powers and he come up with that? Well, you know, he's not exactly been on top of his game for a while, so... No. That's a decent use of it. Making a decent video game instead of just a little movie attempt that happens to be a video game, is way better, I think. Tell us what Ready Player One is going to be all about, Gareth. Um, it's a pretty popular book. It's kind of... Um, I think The Matrix meets video games, and that's basically it. And that, that was Enter the Matrix. <laughs> the, Enter the Matrix was a... Video awesome game. Little ex- no? Oh, wait, yeah, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking you're of the what, Animatrix. The Animatrix, yeah. The uh, end of the Matrix on PlayStation 2 was the Matrix meets video games. Well, okay. <laughs> Imagine... What is this like, Gareth? <laughs> this is like if in the Matrix, when somebody went into the Matrix, they yeah. were playing a video game. That's... Yeah, but that's, you're, just, you're just describing uh, the awful film The Gamer. No, Gamer was different, because that was like somebody controlling another human being, right? Okay, so what is this? Someone going into a computer game? Yeah, basically. it's like Isn't that what The Matrix was? No, because this is like, imagine if to sit down and play a video game, yeah. you had to like digitise yourself like The Matrix. There were no controllers, there were no connects, there was no VR, it was all just... Okay, so you plugged game. yourself in and yeah. you enter this other world. Yeah. Uh, the Matrix. Exactly, it's the Matrix, yeah. Yo, we got round to it in the end. <laughs> it's the Matrix, there we go. That's fantastic. Great. No one's made and, that uh, film yet. And so. uh, does, the, um, does the main character uh, look like Don after he got gunged? Do you remember that bit with Keanu Reeves coming out of the pod? Oh, I think we all felt like that at the time. <laughs> it does look like Don. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? After a particularly heavy night. <laughs> I like to think that he, after a heavy night, he's in the fetal position covered in gunge. <laughs> but I think we all do. Um, and hopefully that's what Ready Player One is going to show. Fingers crossed. Right, so a few weeks ago, Gareth, we talked about Twitch plays Pokemon. Uh, it's finally caught them all after 39 days. It doesn't seem that... Uh, seems longer ago than that we spoke about it. Well, Twitch Plays Pokemon has been going on for a long fucking time. Yeah, it's not 39 days, is it? Well, here's the thing. So they completed every single Pokemon game, all nine of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, just using Twitch chat and a big collaborative effort. Um, and yeah. then they eventually played a modified version of Pokemon Red that had all 151 Pokemon in. Uh, yeah. With the mission, instead of being to complete the game, which they've already done, was to yeah. uh, catch every single Pokemon. And it took them over a month to do it, but they eventually yeah. got there. Uh, which, you know, is 
it's difficult because those legendary Pokemon hard to beat when there are a thousand people all trying to chime in and do completely oh, different just, things. It's just <laughs> strange, isn't it? Really <laughs> it's, strange. It's Story amazing. Is it is amazing, but it'd be it'd just be easier if one person did it. True. <laughs> no exactly. one can argue with that. But, you know, I think, you know, there comes a point where we all die. Sorry to upset you, you guys. For God. some of us, it will be quite quick and instantaneous, such as being hit by a car, um, being killed by Gareth with a knife or a hammer. But for some of us, it's a slow and painful process mm-hmm. where we will have family around our beds and, you know, we'll be in a hospital bed and you, you I think you'll look back at things you've done in your life. And I think a lot of those people that sort of uh, participated in the Twitch Plays Pokemon, that will be one of the moments where they sort of look back and regret doing that. Whatever, man. You just don't get it. Praise Helix. Praise <laughs> oh, Helix, shit. whatever yeah. that means. Praise right, Helix, Garrett, man. Helix guy. You, you, you've seen Battle Royale, haven't you? Battle Royale, yeah. Fantastic film. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. Don, have you seen it? Yep. Well, fantastic. Uh, anyone that hasn't seen it before, or even if you have and you want to see it again, it will be available as a free rental on Xbox One this weekend. So in your face, PS4 owners, Battle Royale <laughs> is exclusive on Xbox One. Uh, so one of the only problems is you have to be able to read. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you can't read, there's not much point in watching it. But I think it's quite nice. It's probably like a lot of schools growing up north, wasn't it, uh, Gareth? Oh yeah, it's like a weekly occurrence, a little battle royale every lessons. week, just to uh, sort everyone out. For those that don't know, it's uh, I, I don't know why they're there. I think it's uh, uh, is it to the population, Gareth? It's to set down the population. It's set in a future where children are just kind of being dicks all the time. None of the children are dicks. Like they all seem pretty well-rounded, nice children. Well. This Which is, what thing, I am. is a class is picked at random from all across Japan every year. Oh, that's rude. To go to the battle royale, which involves all but one of them getting murdered by each mm. other. It's and it's basically, it's basically Hunger, Hunger Games. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in but the future where the, yeah there was a mass uprising and the government to suppress any future uprisings now sends two random schools to fight each other, or one random school to fight its own all their own friends. Yeah. On an island, and only one of you can leave. Well, that's the but thing. But I don't understand how yeah. that stops civil unrest. Well, it's because well, it's like an example, isn't it? It's like yeah, sets an example. We'll fuck you up. <laughs> so, you guys are being dicks, so go murder each other. Yeah, now and you're going to you, have your kids all murdered. If you don't murder each other, maybe we blow your neck up, <laughs> and you die anyway. Yeah. Gareth, that was Battle Royale too, wasn't it? Yeah, first one. They both had collars. Oh, they had collars as well. I'll have to yeah. watch it again. <clears throat> oh, I know. I'll maybe I'll watch it this weekend, free on Xbox One. There you go. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's time for your weekly video game music section with me, Gareth. And this week, we're going right back to Hotline Miami 2. Uh, last week we played you uh, three songs from the original soundtrack to that game. Uh, hopefully you thought they were as incredible as I did. Um, but I wanted to give a, a different bit of flavour from that album uh, this week. 
So last week's was sort of more uh, upbeat. Um, this week I want to take the tempo down a little and show the different kinds of uh, feelings that the soundtrack is capable of eliciting. So I've chosen two tracks from uh, one of the groups um, that the soundtrack takes music from called Magic Sword. Um, like I said last week, the soundtrack is made up of a number of very small artists finally getting their work sort of showcased in a big project like this and it really shows you what they're capable of uh, and as such chosen two tracks from Magic Sword uh, the first one is called The Way Home and it's sort of a synthy almost an 80s pop song um, but done in a very hotline Miami style and the second song uh, I'm gonna play from them is called In the Face of Evil and it's sort of a your typical sort of hotline Miami hard dirty uh, filthy club track but again it has that very Hotline Miami style to it so again this is from Hotline Miami 2 wrong number uh, from the official soundtrack both tracks are from Magic Sword the first track you'll be hearing is called The Way Home and the second track is called In the Face of Evil
Well, Gareth, that was a lovely selection of music there. Uh, last week, we didn't have a feature, which was a bit upsetting. It was kind of like having a sandwich with no filling. Uh, but this week, Gareth's come up with an idea. And I think you'll find it's not only controversial, but it actually makes you look at yourself. So, Gareth, you decided it would be lovely to come together and talk about games we've played. Well, a game, we've picked a game that uh, we've played that we think could have been great with a few tweaks. It didn't realise its full potential. It never has, and it hasn't been improved upon in its sequels. It may never even have had a sequel. So, Gareth, this is your child. Tell us, what is the game that you thought had great potential but never reached it? Uh, Well, the game I'm going to pick is from a few years ago. Uh, I first saw it on an E3 uh, press conference. I think it was a Konami one, or a Capcom one, either one of those. Um, And the trailer was a guy... Jumping around a arena, shooting things, and uh, like he get his arms blown off, and he just run over and pick it back up and reattach it, and it looked awesome. And that game was called Never Dead. Never Dead, fantastic. Um, and I was really excited. It reminded me of like Asora's Wrath, you know, this kind of game that you know yeah. is it's not going to be getting nineties and high scores, but that looks kind of fun and. Um, a bit. But you sort of... saw potential in that idea, didn't you, Gareth? Yeah, I did. It it was literally a guy who could never die. The game yeah. was called Never Dead. It's like that's the kind of thing that has has potential. So then the game, you know, I played it. Um, and the kind of the uh, the worst thing about that game is that you can actually die in it, mm, which kind of goes against the premise. Yeah. Kind of yeah. defeats the premise uh, almost immediately when that happens. But well, that's only if your head gets destroyed, isn't it? Yeah, so you're a guy who's sort of been cursed with immortality. Um, yeah, even though you can die. Well, yeah, it's kind of dying, kind of not. What happens is you'll be in a fight, you use guns to shoot things, and then as you get hit by attacks, it'll knock limbs off. Um, so like a leg will go missing, and then you'll be hopping around until you go over to the leg, and then it'll reattach itself, or an arm will get knocked off, and then... That would be on the ground and you could only use one gun until you run over there and get your other arm and then you use two guns again. Yes. Um, and if you get really hurt, your head will come off as well. Um, and when your head's off, you can only control your head and your head like, you roll your head around, sort of trying to pick up the other limbs. We're talking about the, the head on your shoulders, not the head of your penis. Yes, I don't know why anyone would have assumed. Well, you know, Don's already said that we've got some sort of listeners that may be a bit <laughs> Jesus Christ I know. okay yeah. yes the head on your shoulders if you yeah. get really injured the head on your shoulders will fly off and it'll have to roll around the battlefield and if you like roll near an arm the arm will stick to the head and then you're rolling around you can still shoot with that arm Yeah. Uh, as your head's rolling around and if you like get over to your torso like the head will reattach to the torso and the arms will reattach and you'll sort of and it was like it was that bit was kind of alright because it's like it's a good representation of somebody who can't die taking damage yes um, but then there are these little enemies rolling around on the floor it's just like basically a mouth that rolls around and if they come near your okay. head they suck your head in on your shoulder of your shoulders yes yeah and then there's a little quick time thing that you get one chance at and if you fail that oh. it's game over yeah. And it just says game over. 
Like, there's no, like, justification. Like, you just assume, oh, his head's trapped in that thing for all eternity now. For that must be no a really reason. boring existence. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of the point. But the, basically what I'm getting at is the crux of the game, when you just boil it down to its base parts, is this guy can't die, he can rip his own limbs off and throw them at things, and mm. still use them when they're ripped off. And... Like that that's that sounds fun, that sounds awesome. Like the trailer was him like he'll rip his arm off and throw it across the room and then because it's got a gun in the hand, he can then like aim the gun and shoot when the thing's across the room. So it's if like... Gareth was in charge of the game, he would have said, Hang on a minute, we could use the arm as a kind of turret. So he could use that to throw over over a wall to give you support while shooting. Exactly. That kind yeah. of thing would have been awesome. And like you you can rip your head off at any time and throw it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's only really used to like solve puzzles and stuff. And Wouldn't it be great, Gareth, okay? We're talking together here. We're, we're just brainstorming. Um, it was, I think it was made by Konami, the game. Okay. <clears throat> if, if you had to do like a stealth section and you could scout ahead by using the head and you could go in kind of uh, vents and ventilation shafts. Yeah. That would yeah. be a better use than they found, which was just, here's a vent, your body can't fit in here, maybe your head can't. Yeah, there we and go. that was pretty much it. Was not, what in I... what? Not, in, not in that voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> an accent. No. Um, what I would have liked would have been, like, having a reason to do that stuff. Like, you can rip your arm off and throw it across the room and shoot the gun, but yeah. like you can't really aim the gun... There's no reason to do that because enemies are just attacking you the whole time. There's no yeah. real need to be tactical at all. You're just diving around shooting at things until everything's dead. And then if your head gets knocked off, you need to do a quick time event or else it's game over. Like It was, yeah. it was just very boring and very irritating for a, a concept that I think sounds cool. Like Every single game has a game over screen. Why can't there just be one where your character just can never die? Because like, you know... If you get game over, it just takes you back to the last checkpoint anyway. You're yeah, going to be so... at the point you were at in 30 seconds anyway. Why do you have to have a game over screen? Just let me keep fighting in this arena until I win the battle. Because I'm going to do it anyway because I just restart from the old checkpoint with no con- like consequence. Well, um, that's kind of what they did with Superman. I don't know why I bought the game. <laughs> no, it was on the Xbox 360. And... Um... I don't even know if it was called Superman Returns. I've kind of blanked it out of my mind. Okay. And uh, rather than Superman having a, a life bar, the city had a life bar, which I thought was quite good. And That's kind of the more it, the more it got trashed and the more civilians got killed and stuff, the, the further this would go down. And I thought that was a pretty good way of dealing with Superman, a man that cannot die. That's but I see what you mean. Clever. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's literally, if you get this game over screen... It'll just start you back at the last checkpoint, and it, you, you don't lose anything. Like there's and then no you're point. You're suddenly following gaming conventions. Exactly for no reason in a game uh, called yeah. Never Dead that had a chance to set itself apart from every other game by just having your character never die. Like if you're in a fight and something explodes next to you and your arms and legs and head fly off, mm. and then you're like, oh shit! So you just like roll back and pull yourself back together. Like, that is fine, but then when your arms and legs and head get blown off 
and then straight away you're like, oh, it's probably going to be game over in a second. Like, it just takes away any kind of feeling of like fun and originality the game had. Whereas maybe if it, there was a time limit to get your limbs back. Well, then even that, why? Like, what would that? Because add? then it would give you give more urgency to the action. That you've got a minute to get all your body parts back together. Uh, I don't. See, here's what I wanted from the game. What I thought it was from the trailer I saw was like, your character can never die, so that's fine. And you'll use your limbs uh, in ways that are like creative. Like, you know, like you said, maybe throw like your arm at a wall, then have a turret that will help you in battle. Instead of just rip your arm off and throw it somewhere, it doesn't (laughs) really do anything. Like, basically (laughs) useless. Like, just or... to kind of put people off and distract them. Yeah. He's just ripped his arm off and thrown it at the wall. <laughs> or Fantastic. maybe, maybe like you, you could rip your head off and like throwing your head at something will be a really powerful attack. And yeah. then, you know, maybe like getting your head back after that would be something funny or. Didn't it kind of have really lurid, lurid humour? Yeah, it tried. It had like a, a woman in a skimpy outfit that was all like. Ooh, you, you're just an old guy who can't die. Ooh, I'm a, I'm freaked out. Ooh. It's like it, it tried to be but, uh, Japanese in yeah. in really kind of lame ways, but like the concept, I thought was awesome, and the trailer was just like, you know, heavy metal guitar riff, guy running around shooting things, and then he rips his head off and throws it somewhere, but. In the game, you only need to rip your head off and throw it to solve puzzles, and losing limbs is an annoyance instead of like funny and cool. Mm. And it it just was ended up feeling like a massive wasted opportunity. Whereas I think that concept, if they just said we're rebooting Never Dead, and yeah. this time it's actually fun, forget all this. I'm not going to say we're going to reboot Never Dead and it's going to be crap. <laughs> Gareth, you are an absolute PR dream. Get really the Devil May that game. Get the DMC Devil May Cry crew to yeah. remake Never Dead, and I will be pretty happy. Thank you, Gareth. Well, uh, the game that I have chosen is a personal favourite of mine, but a game that you play, but you realise that it is sort of restricted in so many ways. And whenever you're playing it, every year, year in, year out. You feel that there's such obvious enhancements that they could make, but they fail to do them every year. FIFA? And I'm talking about... Don't be rude, Gareth. Dynasty Warriors oh. is the game I'm talking about, okay? Dynasty Warriors has the potential to become a huge franchise, but because of what it is, it's hard for it to, to sell it to people. What What needs to be done is they need to sort of... For those that don't know, it's a an open sort of open world game that you go in and you fight hundreds and hundreds of people in what feels like a really epic battle. But what puts a lot of people off is the control scheme and the simplicity of it. But the problem is, is the simplicity is only a problem on the lower difficulty levels. The higher you go up in the difficulty levels, the more you have to use skill and tactics. Now. There are sort of individual battles going on throughout the game while you're having a fight. 
on the map you'll notice that you know your main garrison is under attack and the king is in that garrison on the lower levels it doesn't matter too much because other armies can handle that sort of stuff but when it's on a higher level you have to get back to the garrison before it's overrun so there's the main battle going on but at the same time you're alerted to different skirmishes going off at the same time and this is where the potential lies in a kind of open world game that's got a deep sort of combat system it seems that open world games they do not, I wouldn't call it open world I'd say that it's kind of a big place it's not something linear like Devil May Cry but if you were to have a game like that with the same combat as Devil May Cry it would be absolutely awesome and you know the fact that it's such a simplistic system to fight is what really lets it down you know you're only really afforded X, X, X and a Y every so often and you can use a Masu attack as well which is kind of like your special but if they went back to the drawing board and put a deeper more complex uh, fight system in there less characters because sometimes you can have up to 70 sort of different characters to choose from from different factions you know even do like a Gears of War uh, Gears of War Game of Thrones tie-in would be (laughs) fantastic I always thought um that Dynasty Warriors would work really well with, like, a Marvel. You could pretty much apply the concept to anything, as they've shown with, sort of, Gundam, uh, Samurai Warriors. They've done Hyrule Warriors with Zelda recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do, in Japan, it's more popular, and they do... Um, what's the pirate anime? Uh, One Piece. One Piece, they've done that. Uh, they've done a few others as well. So it is popular, the concept, but no one has sort of... I don't know if either of you played Kingdoms Under Fire on the Xbox. No. But they, they were fantastic games. And for all the technological stuff we've got and how far we've come with making games, I don't think we've got a game that represents the sort of battlefield and the intensity of being surrounded and fighting as part of an army which I think Dynasty Warriors could really use as its niche if it got a more solid combat system. And it's crying out for one. You know, there's nothing else like it in the market uh, of just running in there against hundreds and hundreds of enemies. And I I just think, you know, the concept as a whole has got so much potential, but it's hard because no one wants to to embrace it. And it can be so tactical at times. And even for multiplayer, it's got so much to give. But yet no one seems to want to touch it, and I don't know why. And I don't think it will be Koei, who are the people that make it. They would be the ones to do it, because I I think they're pretty much set in their ways. Uh, But I was reading an interview in Games TM magazine where they were talking about it and how they want to rejuvenate the series. Uh, But I think a deeper combat system... um, a better feeling of place, uh, make it a little bit more epic, and you've really got a winner on your hands, and it will be absolutely fantastic. So that is my choice. A game that is under its own potential, that has the potential to be a fantastic sort of uh, a game that can place you on the battlefield and give you a real sense of scale, but it never quite hits it or reaches that promise. Yeah, I like uh, the occasional couple hours on a Dynasty Warriors game, but yeah, 
it gets old very quickly for me. And it's almost as if, like I say, when you're playing it, you can pretty much pick out what you would like to change. And I think that's one of them things. But, uh, Don. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, obviously, you Hi. want to say Destiny. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Um, I was going to say Rise of the Robots by, uh, obviously, they no, 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 actual no. game in there. But that's, uh, that's not what I'm going to say. That would have been sarcastic, wouldn't it? <clears throat> well, it certainly didn't leave it up to its full potential, no. that's for sure. Um, but the game, I kind of... that didn't quite do it for me, even though it got a lot of really good reviews, is uh, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. Oh, that's interesting. Now, it was quite a good game, uh, but the way it was built, um, <clears throat> kind of a kind of a mystery horror game kind of thing um, with a bit of action, a lot of action in it as you run through um, solving the mystery of your grandfather's death and and uh, this weird kind of cult thing and the uh, um, the uh, the way these these gods are taking over the world and stuff and there's all, yeah, all the kind of stuff you'd have to have played it to really get through it but the way the way it was sold to me was there was um, <clears throat> there's certain kinds of spells that you can cast through the game and you, you get a hold of these spells by finding um, parts of this kind of like a like a diagram, and you fill in certain bits when you find certain elements, and then you can cast certain spells depending on which parts of this, uh, which which parts you found at any one time. But the way it was sold was that you could <clears throat> create your own spells by mixing and matching different parts, different uh, different items, and different things on this kind of little magic board. Um, and I thought, well, that's brilliant. You can, you know, you could have loads of different weird combinations of stuff, um, and that's what I thought it was going to be. But it wasn't. You just uh, the horror stuff in it was really good. The psychological nature of the game, you know, messing with your head as a player while you play through it was really good. But the whole point of the magic in it, which is the part I was really looking forward to, um, just to see what you could do, was actually really bland. You just you found the spell that did a certain thing and, and that was it. And then you found another element that would make the spell do something slightly different. And that was yeah. it. You, you weren't really actually making your own spells at any point. You weren't going, oh, I'm going to take a little bit of this thing and add it to something else and something even more and just mix them up and have it create something unique out of those three items. It would just be the, this one particular spell that you were going to get no matter what. And there was only a few of them, it turned out, after all anyway. And it, it just kind of annoyed me that that, that happened. I was like, if you'd actually done something more interesting with that premise of really being able to blend your own moves, your own spells, in this case, it would have been far more interesting. That, and, um, you know. There's a game called Magicka where that's what you do. Yeah. That's, that's a PC awesome. game, though, isn't it? It's, I think, did it come out on consoles? I know you can did use um, <clears throat> a controller to play so. it. Yeah, that's true. But, I um, mean, yeah. It, it, that sort of game where you can literally try and do something that the game doesn't necessarily expect you to do, but it can still, you know, it uses some kind of algorithm to work out what a combination of these items of, you know, these different types of thing that would happen within a spell would do, <coughs> would be really fun, I think. Um, but the other thing that Eternal Darkness didn't do was it had three different gods in it, and you could play through it three times and defeat all three versions of, you know, there's like a yellow one, a blue one, and a red one. And they, they were different elements, basically, and you could go through and defeat all three of them. And I was expecting something 
brilliant to happen when you defeated all three of them because you basically play through the exact so the game's the same regardless of um, what you fight for you what which god you decide to decide to fight against the enemies are just blue red or green depending on which of the ones you fight through but they are essentially the exact same enemy just a different color um, so you fight through the whole game get to the end it's not particularly difficult and then you do all three and nothing nothing magical happens there's no fourth god mystery there's no special ending that popped up that was you know, it was just really a bit of a I was like oh a bit disappointed there's no point in me playing through it three times and especially with there being no you know bespoke magical creation tool um, I just thought it didn't quite get do what I wanted it to what I felt it was billed as being able to do despite it being in and of itself quite a good uh, and a fun game to play there you go thank you very much so you played it three times all the way through? Correct. Okay. <laughs> it was a fun enough game to play, and I wanted to get, you know, and find out if something particularly clever happened when you got, you know, defeated it through. Because there were three gods, and so you could only defeat one on each playthrough. So you do all three, and the save remembers that you've defeated, you know, each one as you go through. But nothing magical or amazing happens when you well, do it. Well, what was the, the point? If the game <sighs> had achievements done, you would have got one. So take uh, solace in that. I would have got a platinum. But uh, yeah, I remember yeah. when we used to actually play games for no reward <laughs> because they were, you know, well, you, you did play them for rewards, but now they're called DLC. Yeah. Instead, you used to get extra maps, extra levels, extra oh, character they were skins. The days, weren't they? You know, unlocking new levels on GoldenEye because you completed the game on hard on double yeah. Asian difficulty. Brilliant. And it was genuinely challenged to do that. And you did it and you thought, yes, and I've got a reward. It's a new map and it's brilliant. And it's got yeah. that weird. Baron Samadhi in it and the Golden Gun. And, it's ace. and you know, whenever you used to like complete a game on hard for such and such reward, you felt like you earned it. Like, oh, yeah, this so is fantastic! I've got this. It was yeah, it was a decent record of your achievement and skill as yeah. well. Not just a you know, oh, I've just downloaded some extra skins. You know, I haven't got this skin because I'm shit at the game, <laughs> or because I haven't played it enough, or I haven't managed to defeat this final thing, or you know, I haven't got quite good enough yet. And it was a challenge to keep you playing. Now you just buy some more DLC and you get that stuff for, you know, or get it for free in some cases. And it's like, well, the challenge is being slowly eroded from the games a little bit, I think. Yeah. There you go, Don. Thank you very much. (laughs) And those are the games that we could improve. But because we don't have much self-confidence or aspirations, we don't want to. like this video you can like and subscribe at the bottom you can follow us on twitter or you can post on instagram it's going to be absolutely fantastic so gareth what have you been playing this week i did think it was funny when you started talking about the google stuff you basically described us except we're not on video we're not on video (laughs) well you know we are a bunch of arseholes aren't we we're just arseholes sat in front of a bed thinking we have fans trying to be entertaining we're not even in the top 300 <laughs> so, not even close. I mean there's I was looking through it the other day and you know there's a fucking World at War podcast that's above us Call of Duty <laughs> World at War 
yeah. what, what? That that was out years ago, two thousand and nine. How is that more popular than what we're doing? Yeah, I think you know, people we... will subscribe to your podcast. The podcast will have three episodes and then never any more episodes, but people will stay subscribed to it. And that's what happens, is it, Gareth? Yeah. So maybe we should just do free podcast and just leave it. Well, and then start lights, camera, banter. <laughs> lights, lights, banter, banter action. action. Lights, banter, action. <laughs> we well, we got to break into that top three hundred. Even if we're two hundred ninety-nine, yeah. I don't care. Just so I know that something's happening. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, we do, we do, we got a good strategy, you know, just keep putting out episodes until eventually Fair people shit, pay attention. Some will stick. Exactly. Breaking news! Hello, go on, Gareth. Some exciting breaking news just came in. Fantastic. Uh, we have a release date for Act 2 of Broken Age. Oh. And it's coming out on <laughs> April 28th, which is just a month away. Thank you, Gareth. I'm sure we're all dying to play that. I am. I know you are. So you know you can be in, you can be excited. Don't get us wrong; we're happy for you. Oh. But we thought that it was going to be something truly awesome. It, that, oh, I thought that was now, awesome. Do you know what I've been playing this week? Act one of Broken Age. No, I've been playing <laughs> FIFA 2015. Oh, I was going to say FIFA oh, as well. I know it's so boring, predictable. But you know it's getting to that point now, Don, where there's not enough games being released. So you kind of just revert to the games that you just enjoy playing. You know, I downloaded uh, The Crew today uh, because there's a free two-hour trial that went up on Xbox One today. It's not it's not amazing. It's just, it's. I think what the problem is, Gareth, and I'm not being rude, is the difference between a AAA game now and even an A game is... The AAA game will be of such better quality, such as Forza Horizon, that I don't need to play the crew. And when I'm playing the crew, I'm thinking, oh, this isn't as good as Forza Horizon 2. <laughs> it's becoming that there's there can only be a top one top dog in each genre now. Hmm. It's 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 not it's not even like you can put up good arguments for why certain games are better than others. You know, you used to have on PlayStation 2, and in, in, in those days, it pretty much seemed that every most games would feel quite polished. And you'd have a few games in the racing scene. You'd have a few games in the beat-em-up scene where you could put up a gen, genuine discussion and argument why a certain game is better than another. But now it just seems, you know, Forza Horizon 2 is the best open-world racer. And some will go, no, Drive Club is. No, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not because I'm a fanboy, it just isn't. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. And it's the best racing game on Xbox One, by far, so why would I buy any other game or even contemplate playing any other game? FIFA 15 is the best football game on Xbox One. You know, I used to be a Pro Evo guy, but now you can't make that comparison because FIFA FIFA's superior. And it, 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 I know this is what we've been playing and stuff, but I've been playing the best of what each genre has to offer. And, you know, it's the same. Open world, Grand Theft Auto Five. It's so far ahead of Saints Row. It's so far ahead of 
sort of sleeping dogs is so far ahead of any other open world game that you care to mention that it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, I was thinking then, like, uh, the crew is Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah. So they've got, like, the not a great driving game there. I know Watch Dogs was them as well. Yeah. Which GTA Five just completely shat on. And now, like, Assassin's Creed is just doing mm. all the same old shit when games like... Um, Shadow of Mordor, which takes basically the exact same skill set the character yeah. can do and just makes it more fun and interesting. Yes. Yeah. Ubisoft recently just going way downhill, it seems I like. don't I don't think um Ubisoft have ever been incredible developers. That's you know, when it comes to Far Cry and stuff like that, yeah, it, it it's good and Far Cry is the best open world first person shooter on. Um <laughs> But at the same time, you know, there is there is nothing else like Destiny, and you have to admit that. Yeah, I and admit that. you know, so that's that's what I'm saying. I think the first person sort of shoot up area, there is op- room open for talking about which game is better than another. Uh, but they're all very different. You know, Call of Duty is the best at what it does. So I'm not going to play the other sort of rip-off games or games that are similar to it because Call of Duty is the best in that field. Yeah. Destiny is the best in that field. And something like Halo or Borderlands is the best in their field. Well, the question is, will Rainbow Six Siege be the best in its field? Well, <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege is of an unknown quality. And I think that, you know, I'm not going to play another sort of space marine intergalactic war because Halo seems to have that covered and you know that's what I'm saying is you play the AAA games but now they're so good that whenever you play other games that are in the same genre it feels as if you're kind of making a step down I know you know what I'm trying to say yeah Um, Yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of just feels like you're compromising and passing the time until Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out or you know the next Forza Horizon comes out, and it, it's a shame, really. But that's that's what we've come to, and the fact that there's just that gap there now that you you are knowingly playing a game such as the Crew. Doesn't matter if I'm enjoying it; I will enjoy it. But I know that I've played a better game a few months before, and it's like you have to make compromises when you play games now. Every game, you know, in the PlayStation Two era. Uh, like I say, there was a lot of varying quality games, but there'd always be sort of arguments made for one game over another. And at time, you know, it was relevant. You could agree with people, but if I say to someone, Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, that's the best open world game on Xbox One, and they went, Ah, I don't think so. Uh, play a little game called Sleeping Dogs. You know, it's, it's not an argument. And I'd say that to them, to their face. So that's what I've been playing this week. <laughs> so get ready, Gareth, what indie games have you been playing this week? And Destiny, Destiny Dawn. I haven't been playing any indie games this week. Actually, Don, yeah. sorry, Gareth, as well. I think that's where indie games come into it. And I, I know we take the mick out of them a lot. but No, you take the mick out of them a lot. <laughs> no, we all get in on it, Gareth. Even you last week, you were saying, yeah, I agree with you totally, Rob. What? When I was slagging off some indie game. And, uh, 
you know, they're all on a level playing field. And it, it, it's like they're all trying to compete with each other. Um, whereas some of them fail and I can't see the deeper meaning. Uh, there is definitely uh, sort of one-upmanship going on and people trying to better each other. So you carry on with that, Gareth. Alright, well, I haven't played any games this week, so... You must have done, at some point, even if you didn't know that you were doing it at the time. <laughs> even if I didn't know. Yeah. No, I, I played uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel. Uh, they released their final bit of DLC. Uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel... Claptrap's Fragtastic Voyage. Wow. Well, is it a fantastic voyage or is it average? It's very, very good. Um, oh, wow. The whole game... Will that be included in the Handsome Collection? Yes, it will, yeah. I think that's oh. part of the 16 gigs Yeah, is this DLC because it came out you know, too close to the release date of Handsome Collection for it to be yeah. on the disc. Um, but yeah, the whole game, well, the whole DLC takes place inside a Claptrap. So yeah. you're sort of uh, shrunk down and you're inside it's um, sort of half digitised and half just miniaturised because like you'll be in the hub world which is like obviously inside a giant claptrap so you can see like the walls made of metal and stuff and you can see out of its eye and occasionally like handsome Jack will have a look inside the eye and he's oh. absolutely fucking huge and you're, yeah. you're not really sure if you're just miniature and looking out the actual eye or if it's some kind of... Yeah. Digitized thing, but anyway, yeah. They, um, they use the excuse of being sort of um, digitized to do some crazy shit. Um, they took a lot of uh, locations from the first and second game and put them in here, but sort of glitched them out. So yeah. you'll be like, I kind of recognize this area from the original Borderlands, but then obviously it's because uh, you're inside a computer, it's like sort of. I don't know how to describe it. Like almost pixely but the pixels are like 3D and sort of jutting out all over the place so it's yeah. kind of like a, kind of like just everything just glitched and there's like the enemies sort of are a bit uh, virusy so they're all sort of like almost staticky and like running around and not quite there which is a really cool effect um, and obviously because they're not real enemies they can do weird stuff so like they'll just disappear and reappear behind you and then Sometimes when they reappear, they'll be a bit different. Like, they'll have gained a shield that they didn't have before. Uh, and it keeps the fights, like, um, kind of fresh, which is good. Um, and even though you recognise the enemies, like, it'll have, you know, a midget psycho. And they'll be running at you, but... Because they've changed um, in weird ways, because they're glitched. You sort of... You fall back to your old patterns of how to fight them, but then your pattern of how to fight them based on like muscle memory basically at this point is wrong so it sort of it freshens up the combat with even basic enemies which is cool um, there's new weapons uh, a whole new weapon class called glitched weapons um, where the colour of the text is like pink and so it's a new rarity as well and the guns they'll they'll have like sort of ones and zeros running uh, along the gun and there'll be a certain colour. So the default colour is like blue. So for example I had a. Um, a tri-beam laser. And when it's blue it fires normally. Uh, just do, 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 do. And then sometimes it'll be red. Do. Yeah. Do, do, do. You know. Shooting. It's racist. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when you reload it. It'll be red instead of blue. 
and then when you fire it then it'll fire just one shot and like reduces the fire rate by loads but that one shot will be super powerful um and then sometimes it'll be green and then when it's green instead of firing out three lasers it'll fire out like 30 which is just ridiculously powerful and it'll change the noise so you know in a game where like um if the game can't really handle what's going on on screen the sound will sort of chug along for a second it'll be like instead of being like it'll be like like as everything sort of fucks up that's like the sound some of these guns make uh, and it feels really epic and there are other guns that um that have similar effects like um one was a pistol that fires out explosive ammo but then when it's glitched to green it fires out like 10 bullets at once and yeah. then each of those explosions makes like a basically sounds like the game is breaking your speakers that- uh, <laughs> yeah but it's like on yeah. purpose it's like it's just a really cool little thing that they don't really need to do uh, but they did and and yeah the, the only problem is the last boss um I won't give away what it is because that's you know part of the fun is always that's, that's just rude stuff if you like, to do that well, <laughs> exactly um, but basically what happens is you fight him uh, in one state and he's pretty difficult he has uh, quite a lot of shields and it takes you a long time to wear him down and periodically he'll um disappear and reappear somewhere else but when he does he'll also make clones of himself um, so you have to sort of figure out which one's him um, and if you don't do it quick enough his shields will recharge really quickly so you can be whittling him down for like a minute whittling his shield down to like half and then he'll just disappear reappear someone else and if you're not quick enough he'll get all that shield back um, so obviously that's like a really annoying fight but you know it's like you you see how you're gonna win, you know. You understand like, okay, I need to be, you know, if he gets all the shield back, you're like, okay, I need to be quicker next time. I need to figure out which one's the real him quicker. Like, you know how you're gonna beat him. But then the last boss of the DLC, you spawn, and he just kills you like with one hit every time. And I don't understand. Like, he doesn't have a clear weak spot. He has a spot on his back that will you'll get critical hits if you hit it, but it still does like fuck all damage to his shields, and every attack he does just absolutely destroys you, and it's like it's so yeah, unlike the Borderlands series. Borderlands, yeah, yeah. Normally Borderlands is like okay, he's got a weak spot here, he's got these other things going on. There's little enemies running around for you to get back up with if you die. Um, there'll be spots around the level that are obviously like. Um, intended for you to use in certain ways to like get around or avoid him or stuff like that but it's just a giant thing that no matter where you go in the level has like homing rockets that can always hit you he has giant laser beams and because he's so huge he can just like stomp on the ground and kill you as well if you get too close um it's just it's not fun which is stupid because borderlands has always done bosses really well like they're usually a battle of attrition, like there'll be a long boss fight, but it always feels epic. Uh, you always feel like you can always see the finish line, even if it's a long way away, you know? But this is just like, as soon as you start, he just destroys you. And over and over again, he's just absolutely destroying you. And it's like, I don't see how I'm going to beat him, which is the first time that's ever happened. 
in the Borderlands game. Even like Chromarax, which is like the ultimate boss of Borderlands 1, designed to be the hardest thing in the game. You see his weak spots. You know, you know if you avoid his attacks, then you'll be able to beat him eventually. This guy, he just has rockets that lock onto you from anywhere and giant laser beams of death. And if you get close to him, he'll just step on you and you'll be dead. And it's just like, I don't... I don't see... I don't see the appeal. I don't see why they would program a boss like this. But that's like... That's literally my only complaint. Like, all the... um, Places you go are really cool. When you're inside the Claptrap, everything's really awesome. All his... um, His AIs that make him up. Like, his ego is really tiny. It's like minuscule. You... You'd walk past it if you didn't hear it like shouting out. It, the little ego's like, "Hey, big guy, come over here!" And then you walk over and you realise its title is like ego because Claptrap's a little pussy. And it's like you do a quest for him where he eventually becomes like, but uh, Claptrap has a huge ego, and then you have to fight him and bring him back down to size. And it's clever little things like that which kind of make you feel for Claptrap. You're kind of supposed to hate him, in a weird way. It's the whole point of Borderlands. Is I to hate, hate all the characters in Borderlands. <laughs> That's fair enough. But um, this DLC, it's kind of me- trying to make you uh, maybe care about Claptrap a little more. And there's some brutal stuff. Like, oh man, th- this one guy where his quest is just to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so you kill him, but he's not dead. Like, he has a body and he's just really sad and he's like, oh, just kill me, please. And then you melt his body away and it's just his eye left. But his eye is like, hit him, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now he just doesn't have a body and he's like, oh, okay, well, chin up, I guess. And he's just like, oh man, dude, you're in a hor- even a worse place now than you were when you were really depressed. And it's just really sad. Anyway. I really like it. I'm going to play more of it. Hopefully beat this fucking boss. Um, they, also it, increased, they also increased the level cap. Which uh, I'm looking forward to to doing. Because it means I get to play more. Level up to level 70. Be a badass with awesome level 70 weapons and stuff. Um, this week I also played Batman Arkham City. Um, yep, bit controversial for a reason. What is the reason? Is it love? I don't remember. What the... Yes, I do remember what the reason is. Okay, <laughs> I was there sat there and I was like, "I want to play a game with a controller." Um, that we all do, and that was pretty much the reason. I it was yeah. down to three games. It was either going to be Arkham City, Bioshock Infinite, or Portal Two. Those were my three. I was like, "I'm going to play one of these yeah. games," because I want to play a game with a controller and just want to sit back and be lazy and just play a game and I almost played Bioshock Infinite again but I just played that in like the last six months we know so I decided against it um, Batman Arkham City is amazing anyone who hasn't played the Arkham games is a fool uh, it's a shame Arkham Knight is going to be terrible it's because... just weird that you'd say that <laughs> because I love the Arkham games, even Origins, which a lot of people shat all over, I played and I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. But yeah, Arkham City is it's, it's amazing. And because I played it when it first came out originally, 
I didn't have all the DLC, whereas the version I've got on Steam is the Game of the Year edition. So I've played like some of the extra challenge maps where you can play as Nightwing. And there's an extra little campaign that you can play uh, where you're fighting against Harley Quinn and you play as Robin. Uh, and yeah. you'll sort of switch to Batman at certain times and the story's told like sort of uh, li- uh, non-linearly over a few hours. and It's, it's pretty cool. I was, I was impressed. And I, Good. I really like... Arkham City and I completed it uh, pretty quick. I guess I'm pretty good at Batman games. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I play. There we go. So, Don, Destiny. <laughs> oh, you're so um, so depressed whenever you have to say that, aren't you? What depressed are you eating? I'm that's eating it. some uh, Terry's chocolate orange. Why don't you, have you asked I Terry? Can... <laughs> Terry's dead. Oh, oh. dear. You can't eat them anymore. Poor Terry. Poor, poor Terry. No, but yes, to answer your question, I have been playing more Destiny uh, this last week. Terry's with <laughs> <laughs> so if we can get some free Terry's chocolate orange, then um, that would be amazing. We should probably do more sponsorship and advertising. It'd be brilliant. That would be pretty good. <clears throat> Just by mentioning products all the time. Um, yeah, so a bit more Destiny. Um, it's not the only game I've played this week though. <gasps> I've also uh, <clears throat> well in Destiny I've, I've done a load more raids this week last couple yeah, of weeks which has been nice and uh, I've almost got all the exotics I've only got two exotics left to get two exotics um, left to get um, <laughs> and then I'll uh, um, I'll them all and that will be excellent and my collection will be complete until uh, the new uh, House of Wolves yeah, comes out in May sometime, sometime. Uh, apart from that uh, I carried on playing Majora's Mask on my lovely new Nintendo 3DS XL. Say what? Say what? Say, say what? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's quite... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's pretty good. Is it I'm pretty good? It. Okay, so tell us about this new 3DS. You unwrap it, you open it up, you look at it. What are you feeling, Don? You look at it, you go, oh, it's gold. It's nice. Yeah. It's a gold colour. That's that's the colour of the moment. It's got Majora's Mask uh, emblem on the front of it. That's also nice. You open it, you switch it on. <coughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> and it's all lovely. And because it comes with uh, Majora's Mask um, on it already, it's just sat there waiting for you to play. It's all very smooth and beautiful. You hit play and you just enter the old lovely, lovely world of... Zelda from the N64 days, but much crisper, much sharper. Um, yeah, it's been. Uh, I, I never played this as uh, as I think we already know. I didn't play through this the first um, <clears throat> first time it was available, and uh, so it's been quite interesting seeing how different it is to Zelda um, to uh, excuse me to uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, it's um, yeah, it's it is a bit different. Obviously, you're doing the same day over and over again to try and sort things out. It doesn't quite handhold you quite as much, I think, as I remember uh, Ocarina of Time doing. Um, you don't necessarily really know that you have to wait until the day, that you know, the third day is over sometimes to get to certain places uh, or to meet certain people. So you're wondering, where are they? The day ends and then you effectively die. And, um, oh, uh, and then, and then you, uh, <laughs> you go, ah, oh, there's that dude again. That's why it's a different day, or you can, or like the, the actual the mask shop seller guy, you can only meet him after you die because he's outside of the outside of Termina, the village. So 
Um, if you're ever trying to find him, you can't unless you let yourself get killed after the third day. Um, oh, but it's, mate. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, it's no, it's um, it's still fun. It's quite. It's it's nice going back there. It's a very different game to Destiny, obviously. So it is a nice change of pace. Um, running through, solving the little puzzles. Uh, there's loads of stuff, obviously, that I, you kind of find it. I'm finding bits and pieces, and obviously, I can't complete certain challenges yet and stuff. And it's um, it's just really. It's it's kind of I want to say old school, but it isn't. <laughs> it when do you time? When do you find time to play it though, Don? Because <clears throat> when you know, uh, after you know, uh, I take it around my girlfriend's house, and when she, is, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when she is uh, laid unconscious, oh uh, yes. I, then, I then whip it out and uh, oh yes, and uh, start pushing my other buttons. It's nice. Ugh. Yeah, it's cool. Right, so. Uh, but yeah. next week, uh, sorry, I have Bloodborne, which is set up, just sat here waiting for me to hit play once <sighs> our podcast is done. So next week, you will have some Bloodborne to contend with. I'm so jealous. Yeah. That's a game I actually thought that I would like to play. <clears throat> it looks awesome. See ya. Okay, well... Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if you want to follow uh, and keep up to date with Gareth's wrestling fantasies, uh, you can follow <laughs> at Game Banter, and that's on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is a kind of social media network where you can talk to people, but with uh, fewer letters than Facebook. <laughs> okay, so that's absolutely fantastic. Gareth, uh, thank you for joining us this week. It's been an uh, absolute experience thank you and Don I, I actually thank you as well oh that's the personal level because you don't you don't have to do it you don't get paid well I'm, I'm no. hoping to get some um, you know free Game of Thrones box set out of it some more Terry Shopper owns for free yeah <clears throat> that'd be nice really? so, that's where it is it's all that it's all that sponsorship join us next week where uh, we will talk more about games and uh, hopefully the future. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>